they experience some pain, some trauma, and I am just holding it in my body. And it's like my duty as someone with privilege and access to healing to kind of release it for the next generations. This is Your Magic, a Spotify original from Parcast Studios and Your Magic Media. I'm Michelle T. Today, I'm going to hang out with musician Ravina, who is such an embodiment of the divine feminine. We're going to talk about spiritual transformation, past lives, and heartbreak. After that, I'm going to pull some cards for a caller to the Your Magic Tarot Hotline, a recently renamed person with a new sense of self who's wondering if it's time to pull some love into the mix. I'll let you know how you can contact our tarot hotline later in the show. And finally, we go to Dory Midnight, a queer witch with a special spell for folks who've had the experience of giving themselves a new, more appropriate name. Stay with us. I want to talk about the goddess, or as I prefer to call her these days, the goddess. I first met the goddess as Mary, the mother of God, when I was in Catholic school. I loved her. We were taught that Mary was chosen from all the girls in the world. She was visited by a gosh darn angel. We were told that Jesus would come again, right? And my takeaway from that lesson was that Mary would come again too. And I wanted it to be me, so bad, to have my own magic that powerfully validated. We never really learned what made Mary so rad that she was chosen for that otherworldly surrogacy. We knew that she was good. At eight years old, good to me mostly meant being a good student, being smart, getting good grades. So my plan was be incredibly good in those ways, get noticed by God, and have an angel sent to me to tell me I was pregnant with baby Jesus 2.0. You can imagine my despair when I got a bad grade on a test. I knew that somewhere in the world was a girl who had not gotten a bad grade on a test that day. She was still in the running to be the second coming of the Virgin Mary. And I was out. I snuck the test with the bad grade into the bathroom and I threw it in the trash. But I knew it didn't matter. God, we'd been taught, sees everything. And this is why I love magic, witchcraft, or whatever you would like to call it. The witch goddess doesn't want us to be good. She wants us to be whole, to be wild, to be crafty and cunning and beastly to be smart and self-contained and in love with ourselves. We don't have to strive to be anything. When I do my magic work in front of my altar, I'm the dang goddess. I'm the supplicant and the deity, made in her image and all that. And there's no one image. There's an infinity. Now, let's go to Ravina, an individual so obviously created in the goddess's image, you just want to throw flowers at her feet. Thanks for coming on your magic, Ravina. Thank you. You know, I zoned out on a lyric um, from Shanti, A Woman is Holy. And it made me just think about how you really celebrate your matrilineal connection in your work. And I was wondering if you could elaborate on why you feel women are holy or like what's holy Mm. about them slash us. I always feel like the most oppressed people Mm. are the most powerful. It would make sense why... We've been oppressed if we if we have like the most light and the most power within us because people would be afraid of of what can happen if that divinity was like 
uh, allowed to be expressed in its full form. I'm hearing you say that you identify with this feminine energy and you, it's, you really have it. Like you really embody it. It's really visible. Um, it's visible in your videos. It's visible, you know, seeing you in person. It's so, you. you know, palpable in your music. And are you a Libra? Yes. You are a Libra. This is so funny. That's crazy. You seem like you have a very Venus aspect to you somehow. I didn't know if it was your rising or your moon or what. Yeah, it's my sun sign. I wasn't surprised to to yeah. learn that. Libras are very ethereal. Yeah, yeah. it's really true. <laughs> what What is your current spiritual practice, you know, right now? And also what's influenced it over the years? It's gotten really intense. I'm going through this transformation uh, spiritually, and I feel like I'm entering into a new age of myself. I've been meditating. I've been doing a deep technology detox. Uh, journaling, I think, is part of my spiritual practice. Been reading a lot of like, uh, just reading people who've studied Buddhism and, and Hinduism. Doing moon rituals with my friends has been a big one. Going into nature and like just doing some breath work and like taking time to because I'm always listening to music but just mm -hmm. like taking time to listen to nothing and just yeah. listen to to sounds of earth and I think the last one is surrounding myself with with people who are also on this kind of path have you ever had a mystical experience triggered by nature yes I had one two weeks ago when I went to the mountains mm -hmm. And it felt like as soon as we entered that like point of the going into the mountain range, I was suddenly like drenched in this kind of mystical feeling. And I had a past life memory. And there was a point where I was turning the car uh, with my partner uh, and they were driving and they made this turn and I jumped out of my seat and I screamed and then I had this like flashback to another life of me hanging at the edge of like a car with my seatbelt and like uh the the airbags like blown out and like, oh my kind gosh of, yeah it was really scary it's terrifying but, oh it was it was scary but it was also like I have been here before and i some part of my body has been here before and or has been to like a mountain region mm -hmm. and experienced something like this because i get anytime i go to a mountain region i get like this very eerie feeling but also mystical feeling like a feeling of like joy and youth but also something like hmm something not safe happened to me years ago here wow that that is so intense. Have you met, so you've met people in your life where you're like, we were together. Like, do you think you traveled with like your mom and your grandmother? Do you believe you were connected in yeah. other lives as well? Yeah, there's definitely some people, especially the people I'm closest to where I'm like, you and I have been here before. Wow. This makes me wonder if you have connections to, if you feel a connection to your ancestors that is spiritual or if that any of your spiritual practice has a component yeah. of recognizing ancestry. Yes, there's. I've been doing more ancestral work for the first time with one of my healers, and we do uh, NET work, which is basically 
She's tapping on certain points of my body and bringing up these memory by asking certain questions. And she figures out if like some of the negative responses or anxieties I have is related to a family member for right now or even back to like an ancestor from six, ten generations ago. Do you think that what is being healed is a sort of epigenetic trauma or do you think that the um, spirits of these ancestors are within you or around you and you're feeling their energy? It's more epigenetic trauma. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's more like they experience some pain, some trauma, and I am just holding it in my body. And it's like my duty as someone with privilege and access to healing more than they did Mm. to kind of release it for the next generations. Oh my gosh. I love learning about a healing modality that really targets epigenetic trauma. That's not necessarily talk therapy, but it's really getting to how, you know, these, these anxieties, these problems are encoded in our bodies on some level. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is in our bodies. And I think having a more healed state of being will also pass down, you know, like in the same way that the trauma can pass down, I think healing can be passed down as well. I would like to read your tarot cards. Are you into Uh, it? Yes. Okay, cool. (laughs) What would you like for us to use the cards to find out about? Mm, Maybe just about this. I want to know more about this time of transition. So what is the nature of your transformation? What areas of your life are feeling transformed right now and how? Mm, I think uh, the way I'm approaching love Mm. and work. Okay. And like relationship to self. Okay, so let's see, love, work, and relationship to self. Those are three distinct spheres that we can pick cards on as you continue into this transformative time for you. Yeah, okay, cool. Love is the first thing you mentioned. So right now I'm shuffling and I'm asking, like, what does this transformative love sphere look like? Like, Okay, pulling three cards for that. Then you also said career. So Mm -hmm. let's see. Um, shuffling for that. What does the transformative energy around career look and feel like as you move deeper into this transformative period? Okay, pulling three cards for that. And then relationship to self was the final thing you said, right? So I see that is so much of the stuff we were talking about today with your self-care practice and your spiritual practice and your healing journey. Yes. Yeah, what does that look like as you get deeper into this transformative time? Okay, so let's look at love first. So you have the Ace of Swords, which is about a new, it's a new beginning. It's an, and, it's, and it's intellectual. It's like a new way of understanding love, a new way of thinking about love, and a new way of communicating about love, talking about love. Oh, and after your One of Swords, you get the Two of Swords. That's very nice. This is uh, Moon in Libra. It is a Libra card. And it's... You know, peace comes after a war, right? (laughs) So it's kind of talking about, you know, having learned the hard way in some sense, 
but coming to a place of peace where you're able to look back on past battles or scars or problems and be like, oh, I see how to not do that. I see how to proceed differently. And so it's also about letting your your mind be gentle, like letting mm. your the way you think about love be gentle, the way that like giving people the benefit of the doubt, um, you know, not not having like um, not wanting to punish or condemn, but really wanting to understand and communicate. So mm, that's really so nice. Beautiful. This is all resonating. Oh, good. Because I'm glad because you got a real trio here. Then you got the four of swords, <laughs> which look how similar it is. It's truce, peace and truce. And they are they are very similar because, again, they talk about having brought your mind to a place of calm acceptance and um, an intellect that's not sort of... Um, hampered by toxic emotions where you're able to have clarity and really see mm. things sort of as they are. So not only was there a time of peace where things chilled out, but a truce, if you think about it, it's a agreement between multiple people, right? To not fight anymore. So it's almost like mm. taking this, it's like you get the ace of swords here where you're like a new way of thinking about this stuff, a new way of thinking yeah. about love. It's inspiring. That's where I am right now. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Well, it's going to be very rewarding for you to, to to um have this shift of consciousness is yeah. going to bring you peace you know your yeah. your your moon moon and libra is beautiful because moon wants to be peaceful and libra wants to be peaceful so it's very harmonious so it's like oh i really like thinking when i approach love this way i feel good i'm not yeah. stressed out i'm not anxious yeah. and yeah. then being able to communicate it to other people hey this is the way i want to have love so, so cool. very cool <laughs> and i wouldn't be surprised if that ends up morphing into some sort of like if it comes through in your work like what you're figuring out because it's so the swords want to communicate you know and that's mm. how you communicate is with your music so and with that we're on we're on to career <laughs> more swords queen of swords for career so many swords <laughs> so many swords but you're an air sign it's not unusual it does look like she's chopping heads off but we'll get back to that okay and then we have the seven of discs which is another moon card. It's moon and Taurus. Um, okay. And it's a hard card. It's about limitations, actually. It's about limitations and allowing those limitations to create a fear. Uh, and then another swords card, the page of swords. Mm. This is telling an interesting story. So this would seem to me that there is an aspect of your career that is either unsustainable or just it, something needs to shift. It's not working on some yeah. practical level practical so it could be yeah. that you're not um there's something in, an, in a business arrangement that you're not getting what you should be getting or whether that's not getting as much money or as much control or as much there's something with this seven it's like yeah. oh it's just it's not working um no that it's like that's actually the truth Okay. There's like two things going on where it's not working. It's not working for you. Yeah. It's good. yeah. yeah. I mean, I was going to say you probably know what these are because on either side, yeah. you have the queen on one side and the prince on the other side, swords again, with your Libra. And they're very similar. If you can see, they, they both have their swords drawn. The queen has already struck. She's holding a head in her hand. So this mm. to me, this is a card about editing. She can see the big picture because she's up in the sky. So it's about getting a little bit of... um detachment from the situation looking at it really mm. objectively and being like you know this is business 
um, this just isn't working and I have to, I have to end this relationship and this practice and this way of doing things, whatever it is, something needs to go. And it might make you feel a little cold to have to make that call, but it's just one of those times that life asks us to rise to that kind of an occasion. Um, there's just something that isn't working and it's up to you to figure out what changes need to be made. And I feel like you're already in the process of figuring that out and you will, it's happening right now. Good. There's a huge shift happening. I have to like change a lot of the music team. It'll be really good for you. So I just I just flipped your cards. They're very powerful for your 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 journey with yourself. I want to show you the 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 centerpiece card, the card in the center, um, which I feel like is the heart of this tiny little three card reading is the Empress which is Ooh. you, right? I mean, you have such Empress vibes. It's she's Venus. So she's like your ruling card in a lot of ways. It's love, it's tenderness, it's family, it's feminine energy, it's the divine feminine energy. It's super creative, super nurturing. Okay, so this is the centerpiece, the heart. And then on either side, you have swords, you have the five of swords, which is called defeat. And then you have the three of swords, which is called sorrow. Okay. So what I see here is this is part of the journey, your personal journey right now is you are this beautiful shining empress vibe, right? With this powerful um, Venus energy that you embody um, and nurture in yourself and nurture, I think, in the people around you. And you're flanked by heartbreak, real heartbreak, you know, and and that's what you're moving through. And when I just think of everything we've talked to talked about in this interview, where you're having flashes of like past life peril, and you're in an intensive healing um, process right now around epigenetic trauma, it's like, that's what this is, you know, this is like, it's like cosmic sorrow, right? The sorrow that you're feeling. And And I went through a crazy breakup. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like very oh. early this year. Oh God, I'm so sorry. Yeah, that's yeah. what a bummer. I was, yeah, it was someone I was about to get married to. So it was like, <sighs> that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> it does make a lot of sense because yeah. <laughs> you know the Empress is very relationship oriented, right? She's sort of married yeah. to the Emperor, right? That's like kind of her yeah, backstory. Yeah. So she is relational. She's relationship oriented. She is love. She wants yeah. to express her love. Ah, oh, and you were defeated in your exp- in your attempt to express love and it has caused you yeah. sorrow so yeah that actually and is a lot of your your journey right now your self-care journey and your spiritual journey around healing from that yes i'm glad that you know what this is it's like you know especially when it's um cards that are a little a little rough like the the five of swords and the three of swords but yeah. um but again, I just love this empress in the middle of it. It's like she is you. She's your guiding light. She's much stronger as a major arcana than these two minor arcana. At the same time, I'm not trying to overly sweeten it. Like these cards suck. That's heartache. You know, that yeah. is just that is the defeat card is regret because it's mental. So you're like, oh, it didn't work. What could I have done better? It's like you're ruminating. You're like, oh, I should have known. I should have yeah. done this. I could have done that. It's useless, yeah. right? It's just like an echo chamber in your head. So definitely try to like, it's so wild, because as I'm saying, like, what's the antidote to these cards, right? Well, the antidote is the cards that you got in your love reading, actually, a new way of Mm. thinking about love, peace of mind, where you don't ruminate on the all the different things that you could have done and didn't do, you know, or I don't know, things you thought maybe you could have known, but you didn't know. Yeah. 
You like you just summed up this whole year. Thank you so much for that gift. If the love goddess is handing you some hard to decipher lessons right now, or if you've got any sorts of issues you think tarot could help with, you can call the Your Magic Tarot hotline. Quick, grab a pen. Here's our number. 201-754-8725. I'll say it again. 201-754-8725. You can also send an email to hello at thisisyourmagic.com. We won't share your name or your location, but we may just share your reading on a future episode. We got a call on the Your Magic Tarot hotline. Someone wondering if the time is right to bring some romance into the mix. Hi, Your Magic. I'm wondering, since I've been discovering more of myself, if the tarot portends that I would you know, have a little bit more luck relating to some blockages in the love department um, since I've removed some blockages myself um, with coming out in all sorts of fun new ways. Basically, Dylan has been taking a major break from love, instead putting all their focus on some really significant life changes. But maybe it's time for them to get back in the game. I grabbed my tarot deck and rang them up. I have been having a process with coming into a new name and I guess coming into my process of self-discovery. I get what you're saying. We're like getting a new name on the one hand. It's like, okay, you know, people have nicknames, people change their names, but names are sacred also. I mean, so there's so many spiritual and mystical practices where you get, you know, your special name, right? Your secret name or your... Totally. Yeah. So it came from an adaptation of a drag name. So I performed drag under Babe Dylan. Someone in the community accidentally called me Dylan one time, thinking that that was my name. And I like sort of just like kept it in my pocket since then and was like, cool, that felt good. I guess the last heartache I had was like, yeah, quite some time ago, like that heartache had me shook. And like, I think it has contributed to the process of self-discovery that I've been on since, like I quit drinking since and like, I felt like that was a huge blockage. Well, I, I'm really impressed actually that like you had the um, self-understanding to recognize that you were in a sort of transitionary, like a major transitionary space. And then also the wherewithal and maybe like the wisdom to kind of take yourself off the market. But I feel like romance can be so hard to resist that people just fling themselves into it, you know, regardless of if it's a good idea or not, right? Definitely, yeah. And I'm a Libra and like super just like partnership should be my vibe. So you said in your message that, you know, you're talking about how you, that you feel like the, some blockages have been removed around you coming out. And I feel like we're speaking sort of obliquely, but like you're obviously coming out as Dylan, but are you like, are you coming out as trans or like, have you changed your pronouns? Like what's adjacent to the Dylan package? Like what's going on? I love that question. Yes. Uh, the Dylan package is non-binary package in all the senses. And yeah, I, I have always presented, I guess, more in a cis femme way. And like, mm -hmm. I moved out of Iowa, first and foremost, like, well, that has to happen in order for everything else to happen. <laughs> that has to happen. I still got the overall part of the package. But 
yeah, I feel like that helped um, sort of create like a new, I felt more free to experiment and like the way I dress. And I've also added they to my she pronouns. So, you know, very cool. So it seems like maybe the question is like, what would it look like for you to sort of decide, make the decision, like, I'm going to pursue romance. And I don't know what that means for you, but it could just mean, like, I'm open to it. Like, it could mean just making a conscious decision that you're open to romance. It could mean pursuing someone you think is cute. It could mean, like, putting yourself on an app. Like, I don't know what it means, but what does it look like for you to say, like, all right, I'm ready. And then if you'd like to contrast, I can also pick some cards saying, what would it look like to hold off for like another six months and like just incubate a little bit longer and see maybe it would be worthwhile to get a little more, even more stable and strong, like in your new sense of self. So let's, I'm going to shuffle right now asking the tarot, what would it look like for you to just be like, the time is now I'm ready. I've like broken out of my chrysalis. I'm like a shiny new version of myself. I'm looking for polyamorous love or connection or romance, whatever it is, whatever it is. What does it look like if I go towards that? What does it look like for you? And pill three cards. And then conversely, what would it look like if you just kind of hunkered down for a little longer? I'd say maybe just like, I don't know, maybe just like six months or something. Um, maybe just till the springtime, maybe till like Aries season and just sort of finish any little last bits of cocooning that need to happen to get you just even more set in yourself? What would it look like to, to not bust out into love? Okay. So here's the three love cards and I'm using as I do the Toth deck because I really love it. Okay. Your first card is the art card in a love reading. It's, it's a marriage card. <laughs> So it's Sagittarius. It's a merging card. It's like these two people have become sort of one two-headed person. <laughs> I mean, we don't need to be that codependent about it, but it's a metaphor, you know, it's about coming together and changing the way that love changes us and, and the way that um, connection changes us. It's two people come together, you know, the energy of the relationship. And in that way, it's an alchemy card that's talking about the alchemy of love. Okay. But listen, let's not get ahead of ourselves. We also have the five of wands here. We have the strife card. It is Saturn in Leo. It's Saturn trying to bum out Leo's good time. Okay. And here we have the princess of swords is our last one. Okay. And, you know, the princess of swords is a fighter. Um, she's very appropriate. Sometimes we, I don't necessarily love seeing her come up in this read. You know, she's just, she's kind of storming the temple and destroying it. And, you know, it's kind of a conflict card that follows a conflict card. So that looks a little, oh, like after yeah. that initial high of pulling that major arcana card, these, these two follow-ups are giving me pause. Let's see what it looks like for you to hold your horses for a few more months. And uh, it's the night. Speaking of horses, your first card is the Knight of Wands, and he is the most yeah. raring to go of all the knights. So there's a couple of ways to, yeah. There's so a couple of ways to look at him in a question like this. One is that it might be hard for you to hold your horses. Like you're kind of maybe really ready to go, but it's also a, a yes card. It's a positive card. So I'm taking it to mean that this might be a good path for you. Um, it's followed by the queen of wands, another fiery card, but someone who's a little bit calmer, a little bit more grounded in her fire, able to manage her fiery energy and not get super burned out by it. Like this knight um, tends to. And what do we have at the end? Huh. 
You have the ruin card at the end. Give oh, for goodness break, sake. Man. Okay. <laughs> Listen. Here, it's okay. It's the Ten of Wands. It's it's uh, Sun and Gemini. This is what I'm seeing here. I'm seeing here that it might be best for you to sit tight for a little bit, but you're not going to be able to. You're just not going to be able to do it, okay? And that's what that ruin card means. It doesn't mean like, oh, sit tight and something terrible happens. That's not what that means. That means sit tight with all of this intense fire energy bubbling up inside you. Your plan to chill, stay, stay chill and self-focused gets a little ruined. And it looks like something, it looks like there's maybe a relationship that is there for you that you meet someone and maybe you're not going you know you're not intending to per se but you do and you're not going to turn away from it there's something about it that is very um very compelling very attractive maybe the person is a creative person maybe it's somebody that you are creative with maybe that's how you meet this person um but i'm saying i'm getting that from the art card but i mean this looks it's good and it's important, but I don't like these little guys next to it, the strife and the princess, okay? there's And there's no way to know exactly what the nature of the strife will be. You know, maybe the strife is this is a long-distance situation and it's very frustrating or there's some sort of reason why even though you like each other, you can't fully be together. Like maybe, you know, you want to be poly and the other person doesn't want... I mean, there's so many different reasons, you know, Um but it looks like this princess of swords, it's like she's trying to sort it out. She's like, oh, I'm going to I'm going to fix this. I'm going to figure it out. Um, and, you know, what's admirable is if it feels like it's so upsetting, you know, if it's keeping you in a state where you're really riled up and it's hard to come out of it, you might want to pause and take a breath and take a little space and ask, like, is this healthy? Is this good for me? Make a pros and cons list like figure you know you you might have to have a little bit of a reckoning at some point um with this connection because the thing that's not working might be very hard to solve and you don't want i mean you don't want to like hurt yourself in the process of trying to solve it Hi, this is Dory Midnight, and this is a spell for drinking in the sweetness of your name. This can be used for when you are ready to really like step into and embody the name that feels like authentically yours. So the things that you'll need for this is um, a candle, because a candle is always good to light when you're doing a ritual of any kind, a little bit of honey, some kind of edible leaf. I really like like a big sage leaf or a violet leaf. You could use a bay leaf. You don't have to eat the leaf, but you don't want to use any kind of leaf that is poisonous. You're going to need a beautiful vessel. So this could be a bowl or some kind of fancy glass. And then a beverage that's really special and celebratory to you. It could be some kind of herbal tea. It could be like the most delicious kombucha or wine or whatever, or seltzer, whatever you love to drink and feels especially celebratory for you. First, you're gonna light your candle and you're going to just kind of ground into and center into your intention that this is the ceremony of you taking in your name and really naming yourself. Then you're going to take your leaf 
and write your name on the leaf in honey. So you can do that with your finger or, you know, you can even dip in like the back of a fork or a spoon, something that helps you write your name in honey on the leaf. And then you're going to take that leaf with the honey on it and place it into the glass that you have your beverage in. So that basically you're infusing your name, your honeyed name in this delicious beverage. And then you're gonna raise it up and you say, my name is, and say your name. And then you have, if there's people around you, you can have them say this, or you can say it yourself. Oh, precious, fill in your name. May you be who you are and may you be blessed in all that you are. And then you drink in your sweet name, letting it drip down your throat and into every single cell in your body so that every cell in your body is just like ringing out with your name so that you radiate it out like you're this beautiful light that's just shining out your name. You are blessed by those who came before you and your name and who you are will continue to shine a light and bless the future ancestors. That was so sweet, literally. It's a powerful thing to change your name. Many people believe renaming yourself can reshuffle your destiny, catapult you onto a whole new path. Well, we've come to the end of this episode. I just want to shout out all the goddesses, from the Catholic Mary Mother Goddess to the Trickster Love Goddess and all the goddesses in between. May her infinite blessings rain down on you and then rain down upon you again. Thanks for tuning into your magic. Make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram at This Is Your Magic. Subscribe to us right here on Spotify. Do what you need to to never miss an episode. You can also sign up for our weekly newsletter at thisisyourmagic.com and get more musings from our team of spiritual seekers. And you can email us at hello at thisisyourmagic. We'd love to hear from you. This episode was produced and edited by Molly Elizalde, Tony Gannon, and Vera Blossom. We got production support from Veronica Agard, Christine Marr, and Raven Yamamoto. Our executive producers are Ben Cooley, myself, and Molly Elizalde. Our original theme music is by John Kimbrough. Your Magic is going to be taking a couple weeks off to rest and regenerate. We love making podcasts for you, and we will be back. Thanks for listening. <laughs>